Plus Ultra. Hey, what's up? My name's Kyle. Dragon Ball Super Dope, except it's Super Dope Plus Ultra. That's not confusing at all. Nope, not at all. Not confusing at all. Hey, what's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, Feds? How y'all doing today? Doing Absolutely good. great today. Pretty good. You kept with it. You fucked up a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I heard that one the other day. All right, I'm done singing about fucking podcast jokes that you probably don't get, but I get because I edit these podcasts. Uh, we're talking about My Hero Academia, episode 80 today. Relief for licensed trainees. And uh, while that may be the title of that episode, that is only like uh, the first 25% of the episode. Yeah. Whole licensee training thing wraps up in the first like six minutes, maybe five minutes. Um, I know that I've bitched a ton about the pacing in the overhaul arc and it made sense as to why they were having those pacing issues because there was just so much going on, so many characters. This episode here, they just shoved so many fucking stories into one episode and it was a great episode, lots of cool moments, lots of cool stories, but yep. why in the hell did we have to have all four of them happen in one singular episode? You couldn't have like parsed out the time for two and two over the course of two weeks like what wh what is the fucking rush here i don't know if that's like a strategic thing in terms of the writing and the production to like keep people's uh interest by having multiple stories and like there, there's just no reason to fit as much crap as we did in there today so that said licensing relief for the what the fuck is it relief for licensed trainees <laughs> there it is uh relief for licensed trainees um all right, I like. I wish they really spent more time on this first part of this episode and let it be like maybe the first half of the episode, and yeah. then we can get the creepy cheese stalker stuff in the <laughs> second half or something like that. Um, this was, I mean, before we even get because like the end of last week's episode, we're like, man, these kids are just being assholes. I guess right. I, I kind of remember what it's like to be an asshole little kid. And yeah. constantly want to challenge authority and talk back to my teachers. I get that. Um, in this sense, though, before we even get back into the idea of these kids, you know, talking back to the student heroes, they give us the idea of the doomsday, what is it? The quirk singularity doomsday theory. Mm -hmm. And it's something that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I like that. Uh, my hero academia in the world has doomsday theories of their own that they consider and um, proliferate throughout their world. But the idea is as quirks continue to mix and they get more powerful and they deepen, eventually the time is going to come where there's a generation who just have quirks that are so powerful that they can't control them. Fucking horrifically scary idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's not that bad in this episode because as they're given this background on this doomsday quirk theory quirk doomsday theory um we're just seeing these little kids like you know talking stuff in the background and using all their cool little powers on the adult you know student heroes or whatever um uh, i like some of the names that the kids had for their powers if i was a little kid and i had a quirk i'd probably spend like 70 percent of my day just trying to name my cool quirk yeah and it's a pretty good shot i would never come up with something as cool as tank tongue 
<laughs> <laughs> like that little chubster kid opens up his mouth and a cannon comes out of it. I'm like, God damn right, chubby. Yep. <laughs> tank tongue indeed. Tank tongue this. Uh, viral cosmos. Um, what was it? King slam. Was that what it was? Yeah. Uh, hula Assault, hoop. Assault dust. Uh, Queen Beam. Yeah, Queen Beam. That's what she goes to hit yeah. uh, Todoroki with. Yeah. And we get Glamour Roki. Yep. <laughs> I love Glamour Roki. What was the first one, Squirk, with the like purple balls that he threw? Binging balls. <laughs> yeah. That's what all day, man. All day. <laughs> Binging balls all over the place. Cammy uh, is, uh, we kind of get some background on her quirk when she is Glamour Roki and... Uh, it's what what was it called? Um, it's called glamour. Glamour, illusions. Yeah, you can create illusions for a short period of time. Which, okay, down with it, Cammy. Um, Funimation got some grief on the internet this weekend for uh, the subtitle of Cammy's. I mean, again, I don't speak Japanese, so what the hell do I know? But Cammy's line of laissez, like she's a French girl or something. I knew kids in America. Growing up with us in high school, who yep. said stupid shit like Lasai. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just want to point that out to you, fifteen-year-old angry assholes on the internet. People who do, I think it's actually Clifford Chapin or Chap Chapin, the dude who does Bakugo's voice. Oh, okay. He's like the ADR dude or one of the main ADR dudes who oversees localization of My Hero. He does an awesome job over the overseeing the localization of this show. Um. And I include the I include that to say I assume the localization of the script and the subtitles we read, even though now it's two weeks behind. I assume they still have something to do with it. Um, point in bringing up any of this. Stop trying to shit on Funimation. We get it. Vic lost his job. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> Moving on. Lasai. <laughs> um. I want to ask you guys. a uh, I want to ask you guys something serious. Okay. Um, we get the cool realization of uh, the heroes. It's like a, a flashback. Again, a fucking totally unnecessary flashback. If you ask my opinion, you could just easily have the hero a students, you know, meeting in the corner real quick and being like, hey, how are we going to talk to these kids? How are we going to try to win their hearts over? Yeah. Or whatever. They give us a flashback of them teaming up and meeting about it. And uh, they decide that they are going to, I think Todoroki says, we're going to widen their horizons. Yep. Yep. Like we're not gonna try to, uh, you know, strong arm them. Strong arm. Them. We're not gonna try to strong arm them, mm -hmm. and you know, be assholes, adults, because we're bigger and we told you so. We're gonna try to show what you can do with your quirks. So even though all these kids are like busting out these obnoxious attacks against them, they just kind of take them in stride, and they're like, "Man, these kids are powerful." And the kids are like, man, these adults aren't scared of us. This is, this is whack as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I figured these adults would be pissing their pants. We've got such powerful quirks. And the adults, instead of really fighting back, they just kind of are like, hey, kids, let's show you what it's like to be um, constructive with your quirks. Let's show you what it's like to be creative with your quirks. And Cammy lets out her little glamour breath thing and makes like a amusement park out of it. I think it's like just a big ass slide. Well, that was not all her. 
She was more like the background, like the stars and stuff in the air. Yeah, so she gives like the tapestry, and then you got uh, Todoroki made the slide with all the kids' quirks and stuff. Yeah, and, and then, then the whirlwind like guy threw him up in the air. around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yaroshi, I think, is whirlwind guy's name. Yeah. Threw all the kids in the air to the top, and they started going down the slide. He's super committed to the idea yeah. <laughs> of getting these kids to be his friends. It's yeah. so funny. He just wants to be friends with them, man. So I like the idea that, because. Um, you guys know my dad's a teacher he's yep. a pretty involved teacher when it comes to encouraging his kids teaches eighth grade eighth grade's a rough fucking year for kids right yeah top dog of middle school about to go to high school think you got shit figured out in reality you don't and you're about to find that out in spades the following fucking year eighth grade's a make or break year my dad does a lot to encourage his kids and make them you know um i think be comfortable with who they are for sure but like also embrace and develop their talents um, I bring that up because I saw some themes of that in this way that they choose to, uh, interact with the kids of, uh, Hey, look at all the cool shit you can do with your quirk. If you stop being assholes, isn't yep. that crazy? It's a way more fun to not be an asshole and get along with all your buds and have a good time. Yeah. Speaking of kids who are assholes, let's talk about the biggest asshole kid, little blonde boy in a suit <laughs> and keeps monologuing to nobody but himself. <laughs> Hence monologuing, I guess. But that kid's a dick, and I said it while we were watching it. Yep, he is a dick. Not only is he a dick, but he's like light Yagami level dick. Yeah, like I can do everything better than all the adults in the world, including use my quirk, play the piano, whoop some ass, plan things out to the very end, and then execute on my plans to get revenge. All sorts of whack ass adult like shit. And I respect the game, dude, but shut up like <laughs> like unless you're gonna come out with a light yagami laugh shut up stop all right <laughs> and i like that bakugo calls him out on his shit and the quote that he says bakugo has two really cool moments in this episode the first of which is here where he says to the kid hey if you keep uh looking down on everybody you're never going to acknowledge your own weaknesses and that's important and uh i think it's something that's sort of been echoed to him at least once or twice throughout the series um i can think of one specific time where he was real upset that deku's progressed so much and all might's like hey considering where you started from considering where he started from um it makes sense that he's progressed this far in such a short amount of time um that that same kind of uh idea basically of like stop being upset about the people around you otherwise you're not going to notice the things that you could be improving on. on yep so fuck that little light yagami wannabe blonde dickhead in the suit <laughs> i assume his parents are rich to be sending him to school in a suit like that wish these rich parents would stop making their little blonde kids feel so gd entitled that's never gonna happen shut nope. up light yagami wannabe yo did you guys read the new death note i have not yet no Ooh. I read half of it. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Where can I read it? I'll send you a link for it. All right, cool. Maybe we can do a pod on it next week. All right, cool. Because Death Note, weirdly, the Death Note episodes we released uh, in April, I think, last year, mm -hmm. they've been picking a lot of steam up for whatever reason. A lot of new listeners checking in with us in well, the last couple of months. because of this whole Death Note thing, the new Death Note thing, maybe they just- Nope. 
No, nope, no. people were listening to it before it even came out, and I don't know how like far in advance this this new Death Note one shot was like publicized. Uh, I assume people knew that it was coming out, but I feel like it kind of dropped out of nowhere. But um, pretty funny. I'm gonna finish reading it up. I'll send you the link. Maybe we'll do a pot on it. But right, cool. um, yeah, if you have listened to those Death Note episodes, good for you. Good job. Yeah, welcome aboard. Got a lot of listeners in the last couple months. Very cool. Thank you for listening. Cool, cool. thank you guys. Thank if, you. If you are new, feel free to rate on uh, Apple Podcast. That shit helps us out tremendously. Okay, moving on. Uh, asshole little kid. He's been taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Endeavor. Oh yes. So, Endeavor. Um, this is like, and I know I've been using a lot of wrestling terminology since I've been coming since I've come back from uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, this is his turn from a heel dickhead, aka dickhead, uh, from a heel to a face. Um, this post conversation with All Might, so he doesn't really talk to All Might almost at all in this episode. I think there's like one line. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't even think he says anything back to All Might. It's just all All Might. Yeah. You'll figure out what you need the strength for or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And he, he sees Todoroki doing his thing and the licensing, and he has a proud dad kind of moment. Yep. And for whatever reason, um, now he, at least in the next scene, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see if he reverts back to hot-headed Endeavor at all following this, um, this exchange, but he approached Todoroki like a calm, normal dad. Last yeah. episode, and, and the reason that I say normal, and I think that they kind of did this on, I, I think that they did this on purpose, all right? You guys know, my favorite motherfucking thing about Endeavor. Yep. Shoto! <laughs> Every time a big old Shoto comes out of his mouth That's like great. that, it's my favorite thing in the world. We got two of those last week. And I was rolling in it, man. I was <laughs> loving every second of my life last week. This week, we get two Shotos back to back. Very calm and normal and short. Shoto tells him he's proud of him. Shoto smacks his hand away. Yeah. Fuck are you, dad. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't touch this. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Smacks his hand away. So gives him another, you know, Shoto, whatever. Proud of you. Um, Endeavor seems to have... Um, then he makes the promise that he's going to be Yeah, I'm going to be the one. Yeah, I... I'm going to be a hero that you can be proud of. Yeah. Hero you can be, because he's already number one. Yeah. But I'm going to be a number one that you don't smack the hand away of when I go to touch you. By the way, I'm your dad. I, like, I knocked up your mom and she gave you birth. You're welcome. Yeah. Smack my hand I'm the away. reason why you exist. You little fire burn, fire face burned weirdo. <laughs> smack that. F- yeah, but didn't he, like, rape the mom? Not rape, I, but I don't know. bought her. Listen, to, bud, we're not talking about eugenics yeah. today, all right? We're not talking about- Not the- rape, sorry, but bought her to create him, I believe. Hey, now that Endeavor's a good guy, shut the fuck up about all that stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my point, okay, bud? Yeah. He's being a nice guy now. He's going to be the hero that we love and respect. Duh. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> um, so that wraps up what? The first- Part six minutes of the episode. Yeah, just about. Don't forget about the. Uh, I forget, always forget his name. The whirlwind kid 
punches himself in the oh, face yeah. and calls up to Andelia. Yaroshi going back up. I hope I'm saying his name right. If not, I'm going to fucking hate myself. But uh, him, I guess, deciding to give Endeavor the benefit of the doubt and treat him like a person that he doesn't have any past history with. Okay, cool. Also, they mentioned in that scene, too, that they're talking about doing joint training exercises between the high oh, school. Yeah. So we'll start seeing these characters a little bit more. Yeah. Hopefully. Um. Oh, all right. So that's the first half of the episode, right? Get the wrap up from last week. And then before we get to the commercial break, here's a bunch of other shit that you weren't expecting to hear anything about, but now you're going to hear about, and you're going to hear about it very quickly and moving on. Those things are, we go to all, uh, we go to Night Eye's funeral. Yep. We find out that Centipeter has taken over the agency. Yep. And they are quote unquote awaiting Mario Toga to return. Yep. When he returns, does that mean he's in charge? I don't know if it does. I don't think I it does. I have no idea. I don't, I don't think, think so. it would be just three of them controlling the whole thing. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Centipeter's the dude now. I don't know. I think so too. I think they should have a battle to see. I mean, Mario don't have a quirk right now, so. You're looking pretty grim in that respect. Yeah. <laughs> and if we can keep Centipeter off the screen with his weird whack voice. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, we also learn more about, as the kids go back to school, um, they're talking about team lurkers. Um, so, like, team, uh, d- different superheroes teaming up and making their own, like, little gangs, I guess. Yeah. And um, they allude to the fact that maybe when they're all pro heroes, they can team up and they can be team rainy day. But uh, I don't know. I, I like that. We've talked about the idea of heroes teaming up regularly before. Obviously, the overhaul arc is that whole idea on full display, but it's yep, going to be yeah. something that we continue to see uh, more often, which I totally like. Yep, me too. Anything else that we missed in that little catch up here? Um, no. The cheese. Well, <laughs> I think we were getting to that. <laughs> yeah, but that was in that. That was before they walked out of no, the classroom. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was, wasn't it? So they all get. Eden wants to get some motherfucking lunch. He's hungry. And Deku's like, "Yeah, I guess I could eat." And that's when Ayama just shows a <laughs> little block of cheese in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone I don't know if anyone's tried to feed me like that before. Shove a block of cheese in your mouth? Yeah. I'd probably yeah, freak out just yeah, like that. I'd Deku probably did. freak out. I would I would just be like I don't know, man. I'm kind of into it depending on what kind of cheese it is. That's true. Yeah, but just a random person walking behind you to be like, here's some fucking cheese. I mean, somebody that I'm mouth. semi-familiar with at least. It's one of my classmates. Yeah, not that's the worst. Different. It's not like a complete stranger. But, yeah, but somebody it's a classmate he never really, he never really interacts with. Though. Yeah, they so friendly, and he's kind of weird, anyways, to begin with. Dude, somebody in my class has a fucking cheese board out on their desk. <laughs> I'm asking for a piece of cheese, okay? He's Aoyama's, like drinking wine and shit. Aoyama spared Deku having to ask for cheese. I do like that he drinks wine openly at his desk. Eating filet mignon. Yeah. He's got a refined palate. Yeah, for a four, 15-year-old now? Not like these these peasant 15-year-old Japanese kids <laughs> with their sushi and whatever. Their instant noodles and lunch rush and uh, bean paste balls. Bean paste <laughs> balls, huh? <laughs> 
Did I describe that in the least appetizing way possible? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that's uh, mission accomplished then. Good. Um, okay. <laughs> After he gets an awkward cheese block in his mouth, get the commercial break. Next shot is Deku in bed, sleeping. I like that Deku has got that All Might clock because I had that same clock when I was a boy, except it wasn't All Might. It was he had Goku. An All Might blanket too. He has All Might everything. Yeah. There's a shot where you can see like all the All Might statues yeah, yeah. he's got, and I'm like, yo, I got a few of those same exact ones. That's so cool. <laughs> but he has a clock that reminds me of a Goku clock that I had when I was a kid. Because, you know, I don't know if you've heard this before, but um, Goku is Japanese Superman. Oh, is he? Yeah. And then yeah. All Might is Japanese Superman, but he's also just American Goku. Yeah. As done by Japan. Yeah. Confused? Yeah. Go check out our All Might v. Goku v. Superman mm. podcast yep. from several months back. Anyway, he gets woken up in the middle of the night. Somebody's creeping out on the balcony. And he hears something, and he's like, oh, no, I know it. It's Aoyama. He lives next door to me. Why is he creeping outside of my balcony? Why is he looking in through the window? I was thinking, and I think we all said it when you guys first came in, is he the, the UA traitor? Is he the snitch? See the guy with the inside line to the League of Villains. And he was conducting himself in an awfully suspicious way. Absolutely. You I think the, mu the music definitely helped too. The creeping, the creeping outside, peeping in his windows thing was enough while he's yeah. asleep. Like, I'm pretty sure that's a crime in a lot of places. Um, but I guess it's with good intentions because he leaves him some more cheese and spells out a note and says, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. What does he know? I don't Who know knows? what he knows. I know that he has got a lot of cheese. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and he set it up very quickly. I'm no Japanese kanji expert, but... Had it been like three seconds and he was already out walking away. <laughs> God damn, does that man spell quickly with cheese? <laughs> Runs away. Deku opens up the balcony sliding door curtain or whatever, sees the note of cheese and... He's like, ah! He's like, cheese! cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there are so many funny, funny, funny parts of this episode. Uh, next day at school, everyone's working on ultimate attacks. V cool, right? Um, Kirishima has a quick little mention mm -hmm. of Rappa. And yeah. I've said it a couple of times every time Rappa's come up. Rappa is the Son Goku mentality. And Feds, you're like 50, 60 episodes yeah. into Dragon Ball now. I hope that makes a little bit more oh, sense to you now. Oh, it makes perfect sense now. Rappa is he more... He just wants to beat people up. He doesn't even want to beat people up. He wants to fight and test himself against other people. Yep, he wants to be the strongest. Goku is a little kid, doesn't embody that entirely. He does, but in Super, it becomes such yeah. a fucking... Uh, he gets flanderized so bad that it's, it's like a joke. Like, oh, you just want to fight tough guys. Ha, ha, ha. Like... Rappa is that Goku joke in Super. So I like that Kirishima has continued to use Rappa as, I guess, like a motivation to continue to develop his quirk and get stronger and blah, blah, blah. I like that Kirishima has a Goku influence now, even if it's not actually Goku. Unbreakable. You are. <laughs> so Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Oh, did you take it as a compliment? Is it supposed to be a compliment? The world may never know. You might make me cry. You think I'm making you? You think I'm making you cry? I might. No. <laughs> Watch this. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bakugo's second cool moment in this episode is uh, when he, him and Deku walk by each other and he goes, hey, have you gotten any better? No, like, insult attached to the question. Nothing. No, like, sarcastic tone. No, it was a genuine just, like... Checking in, bud. How's your power doing? You ready for round two or three or whatever it'll be at this point? <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that. And Deku just being like, oh, uh. Nah. Deku's, Deku, it registers with Deku. Like, he has a moment where he sees it. He's like, ooh, wow, the way that he just asked me that. And he's like, oh, yeah, not really. He's like, what the fuck, you bum? All right, I'm going to fight Kirishima then. See you later. V cool. That's right. I just said V cool. I don't have enough time to say very. However, now that I've spent this much time with the explanation for my use of V versus very, I feel like it sort of defeated the purpose entirely. Yep. Yep. Aoyama, though, he's not <laughs> wasting any time at all. He's, what the fuck's it called? The naval buffet laser? <laughs> <laughs> the funny part was just like, hey. And Deku looks over, he's like, oh, shit. It's him again. <laughs> that really is such a hey. Just with his big ass fucking red <laughs> glasses dude, on. He's got the coolest sunglasses, man. Uh, so he shows off his new technique, which is basically just like a precision super yeah laser. Yeah. That it looks like he's like spelled like, something into the stone. The second time, I wish yeah. they would have dubbed it or yeah. given a, 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 a caption for it because it looked like it was French, but I have no idea what it says. Yeah, I mean, maybe it said cheese. Maybe it's like, <laughs> I know. I love cheese, too. I, who, who knows what it could have said, but he shows off the naval buffet laser, which... The naval buffet laser. Yeah, what the... I'm not going to get into breaking yeah, down me, how many the... gay jokes could be made out of that fucking name. Also, you know, I know that we said, um, you know, maybe we think he's the UA trader earlier, but in all seriousness, when I watched this yesterday morning, I was watching it like... Yo, is My Hero Academia about to have an openly gay student have a crush on Deku? Because I think that's kind of cool. And I hope that's what they're going to do. But then they didn't. And I was like, <laughs> whatever, dude. I knew what they were going for. They're giving me vibes. Aoyama, who doesn't have a crush on Deku? I have a crush on Deku. Oh, yeah? Well, you guys don't? <clears throat> nah. No, I generally don't have crushes on 16-year-old boys. Well, <laughs> y'all need to get with the times. It's 2020. It's cool. Oh, yeah, is it? I mean, yeah. if they're animated and not real, yeah. Oh, if it's right. real, I'm pretty sure that's a crime in most places. Uh, well, then animated I'm would pretty probably sure that's a crime be uh, every place. Todoroki for me. <laughs> oh, Todoroki's your boy. Hey, I get it. Glamour rookie, baby. Yeah. All right. Aoyama... I wish you just would have had a crush on Deku and made him cheese plates <laughs> from a place of romance instead of a place of concern. But uh, Aoyama gets sick, as he does after he uses his power all the time, and Deku helps him go off to the side, take a break, and he's like, all right, well, I'm alone with this weirdo who's been stalking me for the last eight minutes of this episode, so I better try to, you know, shoot the shit, see what's what. Ask him why the fuck he put cheese on my balcony. Ask him why he's peeping in my windows when I'm asleep <laughs> at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's where I would start. And then I'd be like, and by the way, the cheese. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> What's up with the cheese, man? And uh, he just cuts right to the chase and asks about the cheese. He says, you spelt out I know and cheese last night outside my door. That was weird, but what do you mean? What do you know? What is it? Where do you keep getting this cheese? 
You're gonna you're sh- pull it out of his fucking back pocket. Who's gonna your sh- supplier? Yeah. Are you going to shove a block of cheese in my mouth before I'm done with the sentence? Because don't. This is very important stuff I'm trying to say to you. What's up with all the cheese? And he's like, yeah, I know. Your quirk isn't compatible with your body. So I just think we as the audience, we think about it all the time. Like we already know the circumstances of Deku's power. Yeah. And I often forget that almost nobody around him in terms of his classmates they don't really know what his yeah, powers are. Yeah, outside of Bakugo, and yeah. that's about it. Yeah. They all just know that they have a classmate where if he punches too hard, he breaks all the bones in his body. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty whack. And Aoyama, I guess, from a place of concern, um, kind of ties his own struggles to uh, to Deku's. And Aoyama's own struggles are well documented. He uses his power. He, what is it? Gets gas? Uh, I think it just upsets his stomach or whatever yeah. it does. I mean, he said that sometimes his navel laser leaks out. Yeah, that's why he has to wear the belt he's wore so, it for since he was a kid. Yeah. All right. Now that you said the the magic phrase you leaked out, is Aoyama's navel belt thing just a euphemism for a colostomy bag, you think? Mm, I don't think so. I think it might be. Huh? He's <laughs> dependent on uh, this piece of equipment to really be able to live his life comfortably and effectively. And uh, it leaks out and smells. Wait, smells like what? Does his navel <laughs> leak? All right, I don't. Said, no one said about it smelling I, bad. I don't know that it actually smells bad. Okay, I don't know that the navel laser sounds bad. You just said sometimes it leaks out. And colostomy bags. Sometimes when they leak out, it smells bad because poop. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing with me. Yeah. All right, I'll drop the colostomy bag talk. Um. And he tells he's like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I'm not compatible with my quirk either. I've had this piece of equipment that's obviously not a euphemism for colostomy bag since I was a small child. Um, I know what it's like to be in your shoes, so this is my whatever attempt at you know letting you know that I'm here for you, or however you know you want to word that. Um, nice moment, right? Yep. So him being so suspicious the entire episode, we've said it a couple times. Maybe he's the UA snitch. Um, yeah. I'm sure I've mentioned it. I mentioned it to you guys before we started recording. Uh, Horikoshi gave that little hint in the manga back when he did a couple of seasons ago now, I think, in terms of the anime timeline. And uh, he started that thread, and then I guess he just forgot about it and just never went anywhere with it and went on and did the all-for-one fight and then the um, overhaul arc and whatever they're going into now and never really followed up on that. So I knew that in the back of my head. So I'm like, even though he's acting suspicious, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. However, end of the episode, now that we all know that it's coming from a place of concern and he's Deku's bud and now like they're actual friends and not just classmates, uh, acquaintances, basically. Right as Deku accepts the explanation, and I said it to you guys as we watched it, there's this really weird shot of Aoyama in like a blue light. Everything goes pale and everything just looks blue. And in that moment, I'm like, that's an awfully suspicious shot. What happened? And then the next shot is him. Well, it's actually cuts to the outside of the school gymnasium that they're in. And Deku's freaking out because Aoyama presumably shit his pants. Absolutely. That's what we're going with. He definitely shit shit his pants. So is that blue face a precursor to shit in your pants, or is that blue face a precursor to I just got my lie over on you and and now we're closer than ever 
got my hooks in you. I'm a spy. Which is it? Shit my pants or spy? Mm, I'm still going shit in his pants. What if you did both? <laughs> what if it's both? Getting two breaths stone at the same time, man. <laughs> Just throwing up and shitting at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I was thinking. Oh, I mean, I'm saying out of the thing. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Stop making yeah. colostomy bag jokes, Jay. Those are so uh, gross. Oh, wow, wow. Poop bags aren't funny. I think it's funny. Dude, poop bag is a fucking funny. Go ahead, say it. Poop bag. Uh huh. <laughs> poop bag. Exactly. You try it at home. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> yeah. You guys see my point. So, Deku and Aoyama are friends now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We're at the end. Yeah. That's the ending song, I think. No, it's not. That's the beginning song, isn't it? No. Oh. I confused the songs. See, they're not particularly. Uh, actually, I think you did. I don't know. They're not particularly bad songs. I know I've already advocated for Kana yeah. Boom today, but um, they're just not very memorable. Yep. They're not Polaris by Blue and Count. No. <laughs> Still getting used to this new opening song, okay, guys? Uh, so that's the conclusion of episode 80. For the preview for next week, uh, we're going to get a school festival and a, a show of sorts. Yep. To raise the spirits. And it looks like it's going to be centered around Jiro. Looks like it's going to be centered around a performance of some type. Perhaps a musical performance perhaps all those hey look we're class 1A but we're going to band camp in the new opening song yeah. animation maybe that's going to come into play here and they're going to be a band of sorts maybe maybe Jiro plays the bass and Bakugo plays the drums and the song they play is I think Karashima would be the guitarist maybe he looks like a guitarist he's hard as fuck yeah yeah and he's looks metal like he as fuck too yeah but he could also like shred the strings of a guitar like if he hardens up a little bit too much, like if he's like really feeling a solo, you guys ever see uh, the group of memes of guitar players doing guitar solos, but instead of the guitars in their hands, it's just big old slugs and they're holding a slug. What? Oh my God. It's so fucking <laughs> funny. I will pull it up for you guys when we're done recording here. Uh, you, If you know what I'm talking about, listener, you know that it's hilarious, but the faces that guitar players make when they're soloing sometimes I just, you know, you lose control a little bit. It's involuntary. I could see Kirishima being the kind of guy who's like shredded a mean solo, and then all of a sudden he just hardens up, and his fucking finger just like goes through his fretboard. I think about stuff like that because I play guitar on the weekends. <laughs> That'd be dope for restaurants and burrs. And burrs. I break strings a lot because I got these big fat Portuguese fucking hammers <laughs> for hands. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir, bro. Yeah, but do you strum a stringed instrument for fucking four I, to 12 no, hours a week? No. There you go, bud. I'm gonna go and strum that song. I probably could do an acoustic version of that song if I wanted, but Absolutely. it's way cooler to do peace sign. Um, you guys excited for the school festival before we wrap up here? Yeah. Hell yeah. You don't gotta yell about it, Feds. Christ. Sorry. Which Feds? Where the flying Federico's. Yeah, he's Feds and you're Jay. I don't know what part of that yeah, you may have forgotten, but... Flying Federico Brothers, I appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with me today. Thanks for letting me us. film you on Thank a camera. You. I've looked like Grimace for the duration of this film, I'm sure. Uh, Patreon, maybe you'll get to see it. Very exciting. Get to uh, learn how to use a camera yesterday. <laughs> my this is my victory song. Ready? 
I think that's like seven times today, dude. Shut up, counter. Why don't you fucking? I actually didn't count. Yeah. I just made up a How number. How many is these? Head. How many is these? There you go. Going over here is my hand. Oh wait, I forgot. Uh, make sure you rate and subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify. A lot of Spotify listeners, man. I'm telling you. Good. Spotify is uh, going to be the podcast king in the next couple of years, and Apple can suck it. Um, I don't mean that, Apple. Please don't take me out of the Apple iTunes. <laughs> don't erase us, please. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. If you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that helps us tremendously. It helps other people find the show. And also, like, you know, social proof, man. If you say it's good, other people will be like, it can't be that terrible. This asshole took the time to write and say that it was okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, good on you guys. Uh, you can maybe see video of this episode and an uncut version of it at a minimum. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Thank you to our Patreons, Reese, Jacob Perez, Lil Baby Jaren, Caleb Darling, Brian Melchiori, and my good friend, Jean-Claude Mini Van Dan. That's it. That's Super Dope Plus Ultra. Uh, maybe there'll be a manga podcast about Dragon Ball this week. Who knows? But in the meantime... Gonna raise my hand with a peace sign. I just watched my hero academia. Now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>